Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Today, we are doing something we haven't done in a long time. We are doing a tributary review. With me as always, oh, you know what? I probably should introduce myself. I keep forgetting to do that. I am your host, Matt Hinshaw. And with me as always on the other side of the United States, Mysterious Mike. Hello from Intercourse, Pennsylvania. You had to get that in there. You're, you're not, you don't live in an intercourse. You live in the town intercourse, right? Yes. Okay, just making sure. You're not in some like weird porno or something. No, 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 no. All right, good times. So, Mysterious Mike, what movie are we discussing in a tributary today? Uh, so we're going to talk about the movie Outlaw King, uh, which is done by Netflix. And uh, it was uh, directed by uh, David uh, McKinsey. It's written by, oh, I'm going I'm to screw this name up, Bathsheba Doran. Uh, it was a screenplay, screenplay and then David McKinsey, uh, James Mackins, David... Horror, Mark Bombeck. Yeah, I, I, I might have messed up a lot of those names, but I tried. Um, it's starring uh, Chris Pine, uh, Stephen Dalian, Rebecca Robin, Billy Howell, Paul Blair, Sam Spruill, Johnny Phillips, Ben Clifford. And this movie is a true David versus Goliath story of how the 14th century Scottish outlaw king Robert the Bruce used cunning and bravery to defeat the much larger and better equipped occupying English army. So this movie is kind of like a sequel to the movie Braveheart, which I love. I think you like as well or love. And Of course I do. It's, dude, who doesn't love Braveheart? I mean, come on. Yeah, and uh, it was kind of interesting. Uh, there's a little bit things that were a little bit off between the two movies, and I'm not 100% sure of some of the accuracy of things. But I, yeah, I, I like this movie. I thought it was great. And you didn't look any of it up? I, I thought for sure you would have, you know, put on your history cap and looked some of this up, Michael. No, no. I just, I just go with the flow, man. I just believe everything they tell me but when i i believe everything they tell me in braveheart and then i believe everything they tell me in outlaw king and they're not quite matching up i was like hmm well i'm just gonna read between the lines and think that that stuff kind of happened that way so you know one thing i forgot i forgot to do the quote oh well well go for it what what's what's the quote you wanted to say and i had a i had a pretty good one too oh yeah do it I want to hear it. You could fight for God or country or family. I do not care as long as you fight. Yeah, that actually, that that is a good quote. That's, I mean, that'd get me psyched up to go into battle. I mean, these battles were brutal. And man, this movie is definitely brutal. Woo. Yeah, dude, there are some scenes that are still haunting me. Nice, nice. 
I, I won't. Uh, we'll get into it after our bread and butter. But uh, yeah, there's some scenes that are still haunting me that were pretty freaking graphic. But yes, I you know I don't like. Of course, we're gonna do it, and I don't want to do it, but we're gonna do it anyways. Uh, I still think Braveheart was a little bit better film, but this was a very good, enjoyable film. The thing that probably shocked me the most is how freaking depressing three quarters of it is. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's it's kind of sad. Um, but uh, to turn that around a little bit, Matt, did you notice some of the cinematography, especially in the beginning of the movie? All these oh, it's fantastic. really long shots. Like it was really cool. Like I thought that was amazing. Yeah, lots of big, wide-open, wide-angle shots of, you know, caravans traversing and shots of castles, and yeah, it was it was nice. They did a pretty solid job. Yeah, yeah. You could definitely tell they put a lot of freaking money into this movie, too. Yeah, they... they I mean, Netflix just seems to be throwing money... At all kinds of things, and uh, you know they they've been making some good stuff. Like this is good. There's there's been some other movies I've liked from them. Now, not everything they've done has been amazing, but I feel like they're they kind of they know what we like because they they have the analytics of uh, what we watch, and then they try and target stuff for those particular groups of people. And then um, a lot of other people will watch it too, and it just kind of works out for them. But yeah, I, I I like this movie quite a bit. I mean, I guess you know that's a true statement. But again, there's you know they're making a lot of everything. I mean, have you watched that show Big Mouth? No. What is Big Mouth? Not exactly my cup of tea, but it's uh, done by Nick Kroll, and it's uh, it's a very interesting. Uh, I don't want to say grotesque because it's not grotesque, but it's very risque, especially some of the topics they talk about and how they talk about it. It's very uh, juvenile, but it's an adult cartoon. Oh, You know, lots of swearings and adult topics and things. And so they have stuff like that. And then on the complete opposite side of the spectrum, you have this historical uh, war movie. Right. So they're you know they're covering a lot of different things nowadays. Yeah, I even think they make some uh, kid content. I'm not, I can't remember anything off the top of my head, but I, I do know that they're making some cartoons and things. And yeah, uh, I even noticed that they're starting to make. Um, there's like this genre of movies that are like Hallmark cheesy Christmas movies. Oh Lord! And they've made those. Uh, Maniacal Mags and and I watched one of them while we were on our our mini moon, so I can attest that they are real, and they're taking on Hallmark, which I guess is a whole thing. I didn't understand this, but I guess quite quite a few females love to watch those those cheesy Hallmark movies, and and my father, and, okay, and your father. And and Netflix is taking that on. They're they're making those. Ah oh, man, I was just like, wow, they're 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 going at it in every direction. You know, they're making 
action movies. They're making kids movies. They're making adult cartoons. They're you know they're they're making cheesy Hallmark movies. I love that your mini honeymoon was a full solid week. Well, yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous. It's not mini. That's a full on honeymoon. You just have part one and part two. All right. I think that's how you need to refer to it from now on. You have, yeah, you have, uh, uh, let's just go with Rambo on this one. You got first blood part one and first blood part two. Oh, okay. So we're, we're a drifter getting harassed and then, uh, you know, then we go full on to, to, to Nam to save some people. Okay, cool. Got it. Yep. Yep. You like it? I like it. I like it. Yep. All right. All right. So, Mike, tell me why you enjoyed Outlaw King so much. Um, I think I just liked uh, finding out a little bit more about Robert the Bruce because in, uh, I mean, I'm going to refer to this way too much, but in Braveheart, where I learned about these this time period, uh, Robert the Bruce kind of left um, William Wallace uh, high and dry during one of the battles and just kind of walked away and it was to gain favor with England which they even acknowledge in this in this movie and, and then this is kind of almost a continuation of what happened after that and it was kind of neat to see how some of that stuff went down um, so I enjoyed watching that aspect of it r- really and then man uh, I guess there wasn't a lot of like fighting for probably I guess three quarters of the movie, but when there was, oh my goodness, it was crazy. So, well, I wonder how much of the historical content they got right in both films because that was one thing that Braveheart got slammed a lot about was how inaccurate it was to the actual William Wallace story. Uh, all the way down to how Mel Gibson dressed was completely wrong. So I wonder if Outlaw King was more accurate than Braveheart. Because, like, uh, just one example I, I read about is uh, in Braveheart, you know, they have this love story and this love interest, and he, you know, is hooking up with the prince's daughter, not the prince's daughter, the prince's wife from france i think that was completely made up for braveheart if i'm not mistaken oh okay all right all right um so i think this movie might be more historically accurate but i don't know i tried to look up some information when i had a little bit of time but i didn't get a whole lot so anyways it's uh it's interesting i like you know it's dark but i like how uh you see after they execute uh, William Wallace, how the entire country kind of, you know, goes up in arms and that kind of sparks Robert the Bruce saying, you know, yeah, I probably should become king kind of thing or, you know, we need to do something for my country. Yeah, no. And I thought that was cool because I, I think that part is accurate. Maybe not exactly how it went down in the movie Braveheart, but the part where they, uh, Oh no, the the way they they killed him is exactly how they did it back then. Okay. So so yeah, and then then how they displayed his different body parts throughout the country to as a message. 
Yep, they did that for all traders, not just um, William Wallace. Yeah, they they showed that in this movie, and I like that they showed that because to me it was like, okay, so now what's going to happen? Like that that helps me understand where they were at. I guess kind of in the story of of Scotland and England, and uh, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. It's that whole thing I find just extremely fascinating how I know it's kind of dark and screwed up, but it's fascinating how that when they caught a traitor, instead of just, you know, hanging him or shooting, well, not shooting it, you know, beheading him or whatever, they don't like they take it to like this super hardcore extreme. You know, it's wow. It just it just floors me. Yeah. And then they send parts of his body everywhere as an example. It's like, I mean, you can't even probably find a site to go and pay homage to the guy. You know, I think they have like uh, a monument to where one of his famous battles was or maybe even where he was executed. But like his body's gone, you know, it's gone. <laughs> That's pretty that's pretty brutal, man. That they did all that for this one guy, you know? Yeah, definitely. But the thing that makes this me this film and Braveheart make me think a lot is about how, you know, England really isn't a country. You have the UK, which is, you know, England, Scotland, um what, Northern Ireland and Wales. Yes. And so even to this day, even with all this outcry and things that happened, in a way, Scotland is still being ruled by someone else. Yes. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty crazy to think about it like that. Yeah. And with, um, I, not that I ever want to bring up politics or anything, but with Brexit, I think there's a lot of complications with Scotland because they don't want to leave the union the European Union, but England does, and it's all kinds of funky. So I, that that's all I'm gonna say about that. But, um, yeah, uh, it, this this story, I I don't know. I liked it. I I, I like Chris Pine as Robert the Bruce. Uh, I I think he did a great job. Um, I was a little yeah. I was a little like I wasn't sure how he was gonna do. But I, I, I actually liked him quite a bit in it. So, The only thing I was off-put about with Chris Pine is his uh, Scottish accent. But it's a tough one, man. He did a good job, but he didn't do like an incredible job on the accent. But his acting was fantastic. I thought he did a really good job. Yeah. Yeah. And the, um, the uh, woman who played, uh, I, I guess her name is uh, Rebecca Robin, who played his... Uh, his new his queen yeah, his second wife yeah his second wife i thought she was great too um yeah queen queen margaret yeah yeah and i think this was like her first major role in anything wow oh oh and then of course mike we got to bring this up because i know this is probably taking your rating up an entire reel you got to see chris pines flaccid penis more than once <laughs> Well, I mean, 
Yeah, of course it, it was. And 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 for the 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 two or three listeners who haven't heard me talk about flaccid penises before, uh, I just I I it's kind of like an inside thing. Um, ever since uh, Game of Thrones, no, 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 it's outside. It's outside <sighs> for sure. Ever since uh, Game <laughs> of Thrones season one, uh, with all that flaccid penis. Uh, I've just always it's it's kind of been an obsession of mine, and um, yeah, we don't we don't usually get to see a lot of flaccid penis in movies or, or TV shows, and yep, we we definitely got a little bit of a Chris Pine's uh, flaccid penis in this, and so that was great, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna turn that into a soundbite. <laughs> That'll be the uh, real film nerd's official ringtone. Okay, <laughs> flaccid penis is great. We got a little bit of Chris Pine's flaccid penis, and it was great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, yeah, that, uh, it's okay. Rebecca Robin got naked too. That was pretty sweet. Everybody likes that. Yeah, right. Yep, she did. She did. Yeah. Oh, and it doesn't have a rating because it's Netflix. Although well, it's what probably like I, rated MA or I think whatever. It's TV MA. Like Netflix started putting in all the like um, the cable television things. Like in the beginning, now it says like all the stuff, and I was like, "Ooh, gr- gratuitous nudity!" I was like, "Yes!" Like, <laughs> you know, those are the things you're looking for. You're like, "All right, cool." It is definitely not a movie for young ones. That is for sure because it is. There's nudity. It is very, very violent. Uh, what do you think is more violent? Do you think Braveheart or do you think Outlaw King is more violent? Oh, I think Outlaw King like dials it up a notch. Like, okay, so Braveheart's really violent on certain parts, but this movie like seems like they're like, yeah, we know that this is kind of like Braveheart, so we're just gonna we're gonna dial it up because there's some like battlefield scenes where I was just like, holy crap, yeah. Yeah, the final battle was brutal. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely not for little ones. Uh, but this, this was a, this, this was a cool movie. I, I, I liked it quite a bit. So speaking about cool movies, Mike, how does Outlaw King relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked, Matt. Um, So Outlaw King relates to the MCU by uh, there was an art director, uh, Jason Knox Johnston, and he was uh, an art director in Captain America, the first Avengers. Nice. So your reign of tying every single movie to the Marvel Cinematic Universe continues. Yes, yes. Um, when you, I, I, I really think that the volume of movies that have been made for MCU, there is really only a finite amount of people who make movies, and there's going to be quite a bit of overlap. Do you think uh, when they stop making Marvel Cinematic Universe movies in like 10 years that we won't be able to relate any more movies to it? Why would they stop making cin- Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, Matt? Stan Lee died, not not, not Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, but still, I, I'm sure eventually they'll 
decide that they need to come out with a new Marvel Cinematic Universe and restart the whole thing over again. Oh, actually, I could see them doing that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess time will tell. But I think for a while, for sure, we'd be able to relate people. But, uh, you know, 10, 15 years after that, it might be harder because people are retiring and the new generation of filmmakers will take over and maybe they haven't worked on an MCU movie. Who knows? We'll see. For sure. Rest in peace, Stanley. Yes, rest in peace. That was a sad day. But again, as I point out to people, he was an old, old dude. Yeah, he was 95. So, His wife had recently passed away. And, uh, I mean, he was in World War II. We have barely... I don't know, the count is, is really low. But there's not very many World War II veterans left. But, I, I mean, I saw a count. I think it's in, like, the two digits. I don't, I don't, I don't think there's very many left. I mean, no, man, there's not, but yeah, it's, uh, he gave us a lot. He lived a long life. He, you know, I, I would say he lived a very successful filling life. And for those of you who do not know the controversy surrounding Stanley's death and Mr. Bill Maher, uh, screw you, Bill Maher. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, I don't know too much about it, but I think I read a headline that he, he was making fun of it or something, or he was upset he, about why people were upset about Stanley. He basically called everyone out that is not a child that reads comic books or likes comic books or likes things outside of normal everyday books or news or whatever. He basically called all of us idiots. Nice, nice. So I don't know what your feelings are on that. I know you probably haven't written a, written, read a comic book in a long time, but uh, I, I, you know, I like to read them, and there are lots of comic books out in this world that are not intended for children at all. It's just a. I like it because it's a nice inclusion of two separate kind of mediums coming together you have writing and you have uh drawing and it's kind of nice to see the two come together and create this cool little book yeah so if it weren't for comic books you wouldn't read at all right no i read i read the internets no that doesn't count it doesn't count i read facebook like every day Dude, Facebook. Oh, gosh. Dude, what do you think about the new Facebook uh, portal thing? Whatever that is. The weird hardware thing that they have. Oh, the thing that's trying to compete with the uh, Alexa Amazon View or whatever it's called? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or, or you know, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I'll pass. <laughs> I don't know. They they look cool in theory, but I don't know, man. I, I don't need another damn device. I really don't. <laughs> I hear you, brother. I hear you. I have so many devices. I keep getting more. It's, I mean, it's a good thing I have a really good network, but. I mean, don't get me wrong. I really would like to get like a really nice, good, solid tablet. Like I have two tablets. One's really old. The other one is fairly new, but it's, you know, it's an Amazon Kindle. And the only reason I got the Amazon Kindle was 
for uh, you and Mags's nuptials because that was a hell of a freaking flight, and my old my old tablet would not have lasted that long. It worked out well. I mean, I only do two things on it. I watch movies on it or I read on it and maybe browse the internet here and there. But I really would like to get, you know, a nice uh, iPad or a nice, you know, well-developed Android tablet. But again, you know, Apple has that market kind of cornered. You know, iPads just run really well. And they tend to last for a while. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. I I understand, man. My um, I have a old uh, Nexus Seven, and it just it doesn't hold up as well. And like they're not updating it anymore. Um, Google, and that's you know that's their choice or whatever. But uh, I have an iPad that I got I think before I got the Nexus Seven. They're still updating. Like I think. No, no, no. You got your iPad after the Seven. Oh, okay. All right. So I got it after the seven, but like they're still updating it. Like this, this is probably the last update, but uh, it's still running really well. And I really love it for planes because you just download movies from Netflix or Amazon that you can just watch them while you're flying. It's so nice. Well, and that's basically what I did with the Kindle because, yeah, the Kindle, it was, you know, I got it on one of their sales. I got the. The 32 gig one, I think. I, I think it was the 32 gig, without what they call special offers, which are basically advertisements. So I paid an extra thirty dollars not to have advertisements on my screen all the freaking time. But uh, I watched, you know, multiple movies going out there and coming back. Uh, you know, I did a, a legacy cast on one of the movies I watched. But it works fine. The screen isn't great. Uh, that's probably the shittiest part about the whole thing. But it's pretty snappy. It, it doesn't really bog down. The movie's never really bogged down. It's not the best for browsing the internet. But, uh, you know, my other tablet, and I think you know this, is uh, the original Nexus 10. Yeah. And it's it stopped being updated. It But it runs well for what it is. Like, I mostly use it for when I'm sitting on the couch or in my recliner and I want to look something up on the internet or I want to read a book or something real quick. That's basically what I use it for. But the screen on that is way better than the screen that's on my Kindle. And the screen that's actually on my Nexus 10 is very similar to the screen that's on the current iPad. It's not the exact screen, but it's similar. And the Nexus 10 is super old. That was the first time they put a screen that was higher resolution than 1920 by 1080 on a tablet was the Nexus 10. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. No, that's neat. That is definitely neat. So, you know, I wish I could afford a $400 tablet, but I can't. So, sorry. I got to suck it up and deal with what I got. But at least I got I got something because it really is a saving grace when you're traveling even if you're not traveling by an airplane, like say when I go and stay at my sister's house or I'm down in Phoenix or I'm at my parents' house or whatever, my parents don't have TV in all their bedrooms anymore and I can't go to sleep without some kind of noise. So I'll flick on Hulu or something else on my Kindle next to you know, the bed. Anyways, oh, nice. we're getting super freaking off topic. All right, but, all right, all right. Sorry, sorry. So let's. Um, but it does involve movies, so yeah. Let's let's get back on topic. Okay, so since we uh, have opened up the world of the spoilers, we can talk about spoilers. Uh, for those of you who want to know spoilers from here on out, 
So I alluded to it earlier. There's a scene that is haunting my dreams, Mike. Which which, which um, scene is it? The scene when they grabbed um, his wife and child that's at the castle. And the prince takes his brother and strings him up. And not only does he like hang him, but he disembowels him. And it looks so freaking realistic. I'm like, oh my God, that just shocked the hell out of me. Because when he stabs him, I thought he was just going to stab him in the heart and that was going to be it. No, he doesn't stab him in the heart. He stabs him in the guts and disembowels him. And I'm like, holy shit. They took it to a whole nother level. Like Braveheart, like at the end when they're killing William Wallace, that's basically what they're doing is they're disemboweling him. One of the things. And um, they don't show it. You just see Mel Gibson's face contorting and he's being shoved around and stuff as they're, you know, basically yeah, murdering yeah, him. Yeah, you get, you get the idea. And, and I don't know which one's better, not seeing it or seeing it. But man, you're right. That was a really like at that point I know I knew that the movie was going to be like oof, no holds barred graphic. Yeah, it was it was a little rough, dude. I won't lie, it was a little rough. Now, don't get me wrong. You and I have seen lots of gore, especially in horror movies and things, but it was just so realistic. It just it was just kind of shocking to me. Yeah. No, it was you're right. That, that and that's kind of pretty close to the turning point where we get to where they start doing more fighting stuff because a lot of the movie is kind of build up and jockeying and figuring out who's who and all the different things and uh wow yeah but it's so depressing until almost the last battle i mean because you know the first battle where he agrees okay we won't attack right now we won't fight And the dude comes after, which is probably one of the prettier scenes. Granted, it's really dark and screwed up, where they start shooting arrows into their camp. Yeah, at night, like when they're sleeping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, and lighting up the forest and killing everyone. And, you know, it it just goes downhill from there. I mean, every, every turn, there's something horrible that happens to William Wallace or the group that he's running with or someone that's related to William Wallace from that point on you mean, you until the Robert final the Bruce, battle. Robert the Bruce. Robert the Bruce, sorry. Yeah, yeah Robert the Bruce, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, But uh no, you're you're right. It's it's dark. They're they're I mean his brothers are are getting killed. I mean there's it's 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 bad. Like his family, he sends them to exile, but then they get captured. I mean, it's it's dark. But yeah, but it's just super depressing, man. Super depressing. And then that it peaks at that final battle at the end, and you're like, oh, finally something good. Yeah. Like uh there was a there's a scene, I don't remember exactly what he says, but one of his like uh lieutenant guys or, or one of his close ally guys is like Well, you're the king now. This is this is what's gonna happen. They're gonna go after your family. And you yeah. you could just see like the agony on like Chris Pine's face was like really. He, he, I think he did a pretty good job of trying to convey a lot of stuff without saying anything, and and that's always really hard in acting. And wow. Yeah, and that's a very very powerful scene, because yeah, I think he says something. It it's something along the lines of you wanted to wear the crown, and this is what comes with the crown. 
You know, nobody said it was going to be easy or something like that. And it's true, because at that point, that was uh, right after they told him that his wife and child had been captured and that his brother had been drawn and quartered. Yep. Yep, exactly. Yes. And that's just, oh, man. I mean, I can't even imagine. Granted, he has a lot of brothers in the movie, but still, it's still his blood. It's still someone he grew up with. It's, oh, man. Yeah. I don't know. It's not like, you know, uh, natural causes or whatever. I mean, he was, he wasn't even like antagonizing him when he was murdered. You know, they were just like, where's your brother? Oh, I don't know. I don't believe you. Grab him, hung him up and disemboweled him. It's like, Jesus. Right. And what the, and the funny thing is, is the prince throughout the entire movie uh, always goes back to Robert the Bruce when he killed the other guy in a church and he didn't gut him. He didn't hang him. He just, you know, stabbed him in the head. And, and he uses that when he goes to try and draw support for himself, the prince and his father, the King of England, he uses that as, Oh, you're support supporting a murder. Nobody can support a murder. And then he goes and murders someone in front of all these people. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. 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 Talk about double standards. No. No. But, uh, yeah. But, uh, I, I, I like this movie. I have no idea how much Netflix spent on it, but man, it seems like they did spend a lot of money, but it was awesome. So cool. Um, yeah, they don't have it on the, uh, IMDb's. Yeah. What, um, I guess. I mean, I think we could talk about this for quite a while, Matt, but what... Yeah, it's a it's a good movie, and I know you really like this time period, especially related to your own history. I know it has a special little place in your heart, Mike, so I know you can ramble on and on and on and on, and so can I. Yeah. Or about tablets. Right, yes. <laughs> well, we got a little bit off topic, but... Uh, so, Matt, I guess with that, you've got me, I think, the last two times so i'm gonna ask you what do you rate outlaw king how many reels i think i'm probably more harsh than you are but i did enjoy this movie i thought it was good um there's just little things that you know i'm not gonna go into it but uh for the most part i liked it the cinematography was great the acting was pretty good you know violence is a little over the top the story i'm not sure where the story falls versus real life or whatever but uh i think it was a solid movie i think it's well worth a watch uh i give it a three and a half reels nice nice so um for me i'm i'm pretty sure you rated it higher than that though because i think you really love this movie mike yeah so so for me i i i did like this movie quite a bit so I'm I'm gonna do four reels, and the reason I'm doing four reels is I I just I don't know I liked a lot of the way the the cinematography, um, the story was pretty good. I know there's some uh, I don't know how accurate it is to history, but it was still pretty neat. Um, so yeah, for me, I'm giving it four reels. Like this movie quite a bit. Nice, nice. Well, I was teetering, man. I was teetering between three and a half and four. But, you know, I liked it. It was good. I think if you uh, have a Netflix subscription and you have a spare two hours and you don't want to watch, 
The Office for your fifth time through, you know, flip this on, especially if you've seen Braveheart. Oh, that's a good one. Mike, do you think people need to see Braveheart before they watch this one? No. But if you've seen Braveheart, you would know William Wallace, the character, who's just mentioned a little bit in the very beginning of the movie. And you would know a little bit about the King of England and at the time, and you would know about Robert the Bruce. But other than that, no. I mean, it would be helpful, but it's not a, it's not a major thing. I think you can still enjoy this movie without no, uh, seeing Braveheart. Although, if you haven't seen Braveheart, I really think you should. That was a really great movie. Dude, we need to do a legacy cast on that for sure. Yeah, that that was probably one of my favorite movies. Or is one of my favorite movies. Um, I just really loved yeah, it. I, yeah, I just really loved yeah, it. Yeah, I really like it too. Yeah, it's a really good movie. Oh, you know, that is one thing that I did find out is the King of England, King Edward I, also known as Edward the Longshanks, as he's referred to in Braveheart, um, in Outlaw King is they represented it more like how he died in real life versus Braveheart. In Braveheart, he dies in his castle like the instant when William Wallace is being killed. And that's not really what happened. What really happened is they were on the march going to Scotland exactly how they had it in Outlaw King. And Edward I gets dysentery and dies. Oh, okay, so so maybe maybe Outlaw King is a little bit more more historically accurate because um, Robert the Bruce's father also died in Braveheart in one way, but died differently in Outlaw King. I wasn't going to bring it up, but anyway, I did now. So I, I I figured the point is that they died, and it was open to kind of interpretation what happened after. Right. Right. Well, and you know, there's I think I think Braveheart was trying to tell more of a story and Outlaw King is trying to be more biographical. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what I think. And there's nothing wrong with Braveheart. I mean, you know, again, we've been over this uh a couple times, you know, especially when it comes to uh true stories. They still, it's still Hollywood and they still got to make it super entertaining for the viewer. And if they don't, then you don't get viewers, you know? And there's nothing wrong with a biography. I, I love bio films, and, but if you're going to do a biography and call it a biography, it needs to be 100% accurate and tell you the true story and not so much a dramatized movie. Right. And, and so there's that line. And I think. Outlaw King is a fantastic example. Again, I don't know the whole truth behind the story, but I think Outlaw King is definitely a closer example than Braveheart when it comes to a true story in a movie. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, well, on that note, Mike, do you got anything else you want to talk about at Outlaw King? No, no, I, I, I think that's it. Um this is a good movie, uh, and anyone who has a Netflix account should uh, watch it. Yeah, yep. And just reminder, I'm just going to do it like every single time. Don't forget to listen to our sister podcasts. I won't go over them. There's a bunch of them. But just give our sister podcast some love. All right. Sounds good. 
Um, shout out to uh, uh, Signals, Arizona Signals. Yeah, Signals AZ. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Signals AZ. Yep. And yep. Uh, I, I, I think that's about it. Um, I guess uh, thanks everybody for listening. Um, we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie.